Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And grassroots marketing continues our pre-show coverage of the 2023 No Hemp Expo happening at the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And my next guest is going to be speaking twice at the event, uh, specifically the cannabis industry's take on the hemp industry on March 29th on day one and day three on ASTM standardization, a pathway to proliferation of hemp products, a update for 2023. That'll be on the day three on March the 31st. He is uh, best known as the Spock Cannabis. He's been a regular on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. And I welcome back to Cannabis Radio, Darwin Millard. Darwin, thanks for being on with us. How's it going? Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, of course, uh, make mention of this is Spock Cannabis. You already uh, also, Chief Chief Scientific Officer for Final Bill Corporation. Uh, with that said, you've been very active with ASTM's International Technical Committee, D37 on Cannabis. Uh, we actually just, we've been speaking quite a bit on compliance when it comes to areas of uh, just understanding, as you have been being a policy, uh, you've been an advocate and active in cannabis policy change. So, but in your end, you go very specific into the scientific end of the space. And if you can, give us a moment to go ahead and give us a preview of what you're going to be talking about at the event when it comes to the take on the cannabis industry and how they perceive hemp right now, where things are with the FDA hemp bill implementation. Another five years, we're looking to go ahead and get the hemp bill you know, passed once again. But with little guidance from the FDA, we're waiting to go and talk about that. The guest I just had on... Uh, previously in our coverage was just talking about the fact about how we we should be collectively more proactive on speaking to policymakers and that company should be working together to create the blueprint as to compliance to get this all set together and basically make it just easy for the politicians to say okay here's the blueprint they got it done for us we just sign off <laughs> well yeah i guess that um so you kind of touched on kind of the two things I'm doing right now, right? Uh, both both of my discussions, right? One on standards, which is kind of those blueprints that you're talking about. And uh, so my first talk um, where we'll kind of be bringing the, guess, cannabis industry's perspectives to the hemp industry is more of a panel discussion on minor, novel, and synthetic cannabinoids. Because as you know right now, uh, cannabinoids are a big deal. And they're kind of the thing that really made, I guess, hemp investable supposedly for a short period of time you know in the united states and elsewhere and so people are trying to ride that uh, green wave in any way that they can and you know now 
now it's like, oh, wait, well, cannabinoids, the, you know, certain ones might be illegal. Certain ones might not be illegal. You've got cannabinoids coming from hemp. You've got cannabinoids coming from marijuana. What, what's the difference between THC, right, from marijuana and THC from hemp or CBD from marijuana and CBD from hemp? And does this source really matter and all of those type of things? Uh, and how do the DEA's rules, uh, or, um, and latest, I guess, uh, um, uh, regular uh, regulatory um, uh, decision letters. What do they really mean for the industry, right? So that's what we'll be talking about uh, in kind of the uh, day one's uh, panel, and more of just coming at it from the perspective of uh, operators who have been having to deal with uh, controlled marketplaces, having to deal with track and trace systems, and all of the maybe potentially overburdensome regulations, right? That you'll see on the marijuana side of the industry. And then kind of talking to those on the very, you know, uh, kind of other end of the entire spectrum of almost no regulations and no, uh, uh, no enforcement whatsoever because, you know, it's, it's hemp. And that just comes down to the lack of understanding of the regulator, of the manufacturer of the product, right? And also, you know, some people out there in the industry saying that, you know, just because it's hemp means these synthesized and fully manufactured cannabinoids, right, that effectively are spice, are safe. And, you know, that's, that's, those are, I guess, some of the things that we in the cannabis industry side of things, but I mean, for me as a whole plant advocate, it's all cannabis, right? So, I like to advocate and just start to uh, have people talk about things in a different context. So you don't have to blur these lines between marijuana and hemp, high THC, low THC, CBD products, THC products, etc. They're all cannabinoids in the end. And that's what the risk that regulators are trying to deal with is, you know, how do we deal with this new consumer product category, these consumer products that contain cannabinoids. And then those consumer products that contain cannabinoids, right, can either be intoxicating or non-intoxicating. And how do you deal with that in a way that allows for a marketplace to exist, right, for everybody to take advantage of it? Now, it's a lot to unpack. Because first of all, trying to get in, create cost-effective, built-for-purpose phytocannabinoid processing and herbal product manufacturing solutions. The other part is, is as we said, the blueprint for these standards, the compliance standards, which, you know, in the last couple of weeks I've had on our Blunt Business Program, our sister series, a companion series, uh, talk to consultants that were based in Colorado. And the same way goes with people that just in the last, just before you came on, my last guest, literally, we were talking about the effect of compliance and just creating that blueprint. One of the things we were bringing up from last week when I talked to a guest from on Blunt Business, the idea about that she is going to be working, uh, well, let's put it like this. It's uh, Kim Stuck with Ally Consulting, partnering now with David Valancourt, which whom you're very familiar with, uh, with CMC Collective, with this, and well, well, you're, you both partnered together uh, with an NCA committee, and I forget the name of the committee. What's the name of that one? Really quick, if you can just refresh my memory. Well, so, yeah, both, uh, both NCA. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. David and I are members of NCIA and ASTM International, but within NCIA, you know, I'm a member of the Cannabis Manufacturing Committee. Yeah, that's uh, the one David's I was going to ask about. Right. Yeah, David's actually on the Facility Design Committee, or was. I'm not sure if he is this year. And so, so the thing is with David is that he is working in terms of instilling good manufacturing practices. So now there's a partnership between uh, Kim and David to make that. They made an announcement last month. So with that said, you know, there's the classifications that you'd like to see, specifications you want to define each class. Would something like a good manufacturing practices uh, standard, which would be, you know, a little more, there would be much more of a cost to it. There will be a lot more standards, a lot more procedures being put in place, and has been done in our overseas markets. When you look at something like that, is there anybody right now that has something that can, can includes these standards and specifications and the methods necessary all-in-one. Would a GMP be that all-in-one solution, or does there need to be something more? Oh, well, that's a great question, and uh, and I guess it There's points out- There's not a wrong answer. I'm just saying I'd love to know what your take is on it. Sure. Well, I was going to say is that it points out a lot of the misunderstanding of what GMP is. Right. Uh, GMP are good manufacturing practices, and those are things that you can use, that you can implement within your operation mm-hmm. to allow you to meet- specifications. Specifications are things that you use to define the various different, say, uh, uh, quality attributes that would delineate, say, type 1 diabetes from type 2, or grade A eggs from a different type of grade uh, of eggs, right? And those would be examples of classifications of things. And those are, in fact, three different types of standards that we create within the ASTM international universe. So, and those three different types of standards all work together, right? Because if you're trying to meet a specification in order to say, sell your flower as grade A flower, right? You need some best practices, perhaps GMP might be a good one to follow where you can then meet those specs in order to sell a high quality product into the marketplace that, you know, has a uh, ensure you can uh, make sure that it's going to protect, you know, consumer safety, right? Because you've implemented all of those good manufacturing practices that you might find in food or pharmaceutical industry, even though I would argue that pharmaceutical grade GMP, so those are different classifications, class levels in regards to uh, hierarchies of GMP that exist, right? There, it's not every GMP system is going to be appropriate for every operator. You have to make an assessment based on the operations that you actually perform and the risks that are uh, you know inherent to your practices or your operation. Then you can create best practices, GMPs, that allow you to meet specifications in order to sell your product as whatever you're trying to market, label, and sell it as. So Darwin, I want to ask you about 
your work with the ASTM International Technical Community, D37 on cannabis. Just a couple of numbers to point out. 45 plus standards you have published now for the global cannabis industries. And this is among a group of over 1,200 industry experts. That's a lot of standards and a lot of people to get on the same page to advance safety, manufacturing, and quality of cannabis products and processes. Jesus, with everybody I'm bringing on, I need to do a round table on compliance on this. I swear I should do that. So <laughs> it would be great. Honestly, like, you know, I, I, I got people, I, I got people on compliance. And I, honestly, we talk about that so much. In you fact, we actually just hosted quality conference with the USP, the United States Pharmacopoeia, uh, in December. I believe it was, or uh, or it was earlier this year. Either way, uh, we just hosted, you know, a quality conference. So just to, 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 to emphasize the importance of GMP and other best practices. And it's not easy to get everybody together. My thing is, and I will say this over and over, uh, what is it? It was 2019, Canada Trust, $77 billion, $65 billion in product, $12 million, and I forget for whatever it was. But I remember that was a company basically in Canada got destroyed because of the missing out on compliance standards. Like that is the example du jour. I will keep saying it over and over. Do you want to be the next can of trust or do you want to actually follow along? I appreciate this effort. This is a, a huge insurmountable effort that you're at right now on this committee. And the thing is, you know, if you wanted to, you have this chance to basically give a report to the public about what you're doing with at D37 and the pathway to proliferation of hemp products. But then we can also get talk about with cannabis. I can only imagine they, they get, it's 20 minutes, but you could take 20 hours and probably not be done with what you know and what can be done about it. It's a lot, I would imagine. And so you're in with the right people. There's a, a great work. You know, it's six years into this so far, but overall, like I said, when you have to go ahead and put these standards in place and obviously Things will change. Different states have different control boards. We have to wait until federal legalization. So everything's gone together. The hemp bill, we need the FDA to get on board and find out and give us real guidance. We've been talking about that. It's like, you know, really beating a dead horse, bloody. With that said, the the committee and being able to go ahead and keep up to developing standards and then having to go ahead and bring come back to the forefront and update them or revise on the existing charter of what's been put together as the set of 45 plus standards. Talk to me about what it's been like in those six years, just to go and try to keep everyone on the same page and being able to go ahead and move as a governing body to move forward, to keep standards in line, with what needs to be happening and for everybody to be enforcing it. Sure. Well, I guess, you know, first and foremost, you know, ASTM international is not a governing body. Uh, and doesn't enforce well, anything. I and mean, like, you know, just to there's no, got it. I'm sorry. There's no like regulatory uh, regulatory enforcement that it goes on there. There, these are all voluntary consensus standards that people spend their, uh, you know, their free time to develop. So you know, no one pays me to talk about ASTM. Nobody uh, endorses my activities when I go around uh, to try to. Uh, encourage people to kind of drink the Kool-Aid as I have. I recognize that the standards that we've created have a significance and a use that are both appropriate for the operator and the regulator for them to implement best practices like we were just talking about, as well as comply with regulations more easily. So it's, that's what these are. These are the standards we've been creating are tools. They're, they're 
their action items, their mechanisms, right, that you can use to help comply within the marketplace more easily. And hopefully soon, there'll also be those things that'll actually dry, uh, drive the commodity basis for our marketplace once we've you know lifted the veil of reefer madness and everything is fully legalized. Um, so, I mean, over the last five to six years of standards development, we have grown to one of ASTM's largest technical committees. And again, like I said, these technical committees are made up of volunteer members. So you had mentioned 1,200, but we're actually at 1,400 now, oh, wow. um, which makes us, you know, we're we're now up there in the size of like uh, established committees that are hundreds of years old, uh, like oil and gas, for instance, uh, like concrete and cement, like other major established commodity marketplaces. Um, and that's because, of course, of the interest and drive to harmonize this industry and truly make it uh, make standards that would allow for global commoditization, uh, which is difficult, right? When, as you said, you've got members from more than 36 different countries with vastly different perspectives, uh, all trying to help create, say, a standard for something, which might not make sense. You know, there might need to be multiple approaches to how to do something in order for you to comply or to meet a specification for that product to be able to be sold in uh, in the global marketplace, right? Um, I like to use the colloquialism that uh, there's, you know, a, there are a thousand ways to skin a cat, right? Well, each one could be standardized. So that just kind of gives you uh, just an idea of the uh, excitement that there is in the standards development area, but also the, you know, the difficulty, the uphill battle that we have, and the fact that we have, um, as soon as we've scratched the surface and opened the door on a standards topic, that just leads to a hallway full of other questions with more doors leading to more hallways, leading to more doors for more, uh, and alluding to just the plethora of standards that we need to create or could create to help our industry function in a way that established marketplaces have been for you know, uh, the last 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years for some of these different industries. Well, let me go ahead and correct myself. So it's uh, governing money was not the right word. It's more of a coalition because there's there's, there's no yeah. governing and there's no enforcing of a, of any of this. So I wanted to make that clear for you and for me to make sure that I, you know, put this on the record correctly with right context. I appreciate you uh, explaining that for me. Sure. So with that, with that said, just to wrap things up, you're going to be speaking once again on the cannabis industry's take on the hemp industry on March the 29th. ASTM standardization, a pathway to proliferation of hemp products, a 2023 update on March the 31st. And of course, uh, you work as the Spock of cannabis and Real quickly, take a minute to go and talk about what you've been doing, you know, besides your work in advocacy and, and you know, pushing out uh, for standards and specifications. Talk about what you've been doing right now as Spaga Cannabis and also your work as Chief Science Officer over at Final Bell. Oh, well, thank you. I really get to appreciate that. I mean, I, I'm really excited and humbled to be a part of the Final Bell 14th Route family. And, you know, just being able to be in the lab, getting to do sciencey stuff. Uh, is something that's exciting and great for me. It's as I, I really love being able to do, invent and create new things. And that's all that we're about here at Final Bell and 14th Round is innovation. 
I'm currently in the development of new technologies to help us improve the uh, vape-ready rosin space uh, or rosins that are cart-stable because uh, we are, you know, our 14th round is a hardware manufacturer and Final Bell is a co-manufacturer uh, co who fills uh, vape hardware. And so we work together, right, to ensure that we have optimal hardware performance uh, for our clients' products. And as we work towards, say, characterizing and really understanding what vape-ready rosin is or cart-stable rosin types are, that gives us an ability to really dial in and make better hardware for the market, right? So as a consumer as well, I'm super excited about the opportunity to really just design technologies and products that are truly innovative and will just lead to better user experiences down the road. So I, you know, I'm super excited about uh, what we're going to be able to do. Um, and if you haven't heard, we just uh, did a formal announcement with our global partnership with Cookies, uh, supporting them with packaging, hardware, and product manufacturing around the world. So it's a super exciting time, and I'm just super thrilled to be this pocket cannabis, I guess, and be a part of uh, uh, being able to do my dream of you know work work in cannabis and truly innovate and be a part of the sci uh, scientific knowledge. Um, development that is within the cannabis industry. A lot of work you're getting into. So again, we've been here with the Spock of Cannabis, Darwin Millard, here on Grassroots Marketing as part of our pre-show coverage of the 2023 NOCO Hemp Expo. You can catch Darwin speaking twice on Friday, the 29th, and uh, this week before, March 29th and the 31st. I get the dates wrong. But the dates are right, the date. Wednesday and Friday. Right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being on with us and uh, best of luck over in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much. Live long in process, everybody. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.